Genesis chapter 16 through 20. If you're following along with us, you just completed reading Genesis chapter 16 through 20. The reading should have taken about 20 to 25 minutes. Following are a few audio recaps of Genesis chapter 16 through 20. This is uh, Genesis chapter 16. In this chapter, we learn about uh, Sarah initially getting a little bit impatient by the fact she's not having children. So she gives her servant, her Egyptian servant, Hagar, to her husband, Abram, to have children. And the result of that is Hagar uh, has a child or is about to have a child. And as she's getting further along, Sarah starts getting uh, uh, unhappy. And so she treats, her, treats Hagar so bad that Hagar runs away. And the angel of the Lord finds Hagar and meets her and tells her to um, submit to her authority, to go back to Sarah. Uh, and he tells, the angel tells Sarah, uh, Hagar that he, she, he will, she will have a uh, descendants uh, more than you can count. And so the angel also says you're to name your child Ishmael. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and she named him Ishmael. And Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. Genesis chapter 17 has several pericopes we'll look at. And the first pericope is uh, Abram is named Abraham, so he has a name change. It starts off the chapter says, When Abraham... Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him. And the Lord is about to give him some details of the covenant that he's going to make with Abram and his descendants. And in the midst of this conversation, the Lord says, uh, I'm no longer going to call you Abram. Instead, I'm going to call you Abraham, for you'll be the father of many nations. And so you can read about some of the specifics on the, the covenant. And that's the first prick of and the next pericope is, is entitled, The Mark of the Covenant. And again, God is talking to Abraham. He says, your responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. And he goes on to say, as a um, sign of the covenant, each male is to be circumcised. Um, and that's to happen on the eighth day after his birth. And that's, it says in verse 13, your bodies will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. Verse 14, all males who fail to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for breaking the covenant. And that's the end of that pericope. The final pericope is titled Sarah is named Sarah. Um, God is still talking to Abraham. And he's saying regarding Sarah, your wife, I'm going to change her name. Now, there's a spelling difference in it now. It's S-A-R-A-H. And I'll give her a son, and richly bless uh, will be richly blessed. Well, Abram bows to the ground. And he laughs to himself in disbelief because he's pretty old. Uh, he, he says basically, "How could I become the father at age of 100? And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old?" So Abram says, "May may Ishmael live under your special blessing." But in verse 19, God says, "No, it's not going to be Ishmael. It's going to be." A, a new child named Isaac, and that's who the covenant is going to be with. Uh, as for Ishmael, uh, God is going to bless him as well, and he gives some details on that blessing. And then in uh, chap verse 23 of uh, the chapter 17, uh, we're told that Abram took all of his sons, Ishmael, and everyone in his household, all the males, 
including himself at the age of 99 and they were all circumcised that day and that day um, at that time Ishmael was 13 years old and that's the end of chapter 17. Genesis chapter 18 has two main sections the first is a son is promised to Sarah that's the first pericope and the second is Abraham intercedes from, for Sodom so in the first part starting in chapter 18 verse uh, 1 going all the way down through verse 15 it begins with what what is we're told of three men. They're standing nearby. They show up where Abraham's at and his family, and he invites them to supper. So he tells his wife to get busy making this food. He hurries up and tells some servants to do some things to get some food ready for these guys. They're, they're his guests. Um, and then down in um, verse 10, one of the visitors ask, uh, says, basically, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Well, Sarah overheard that. She was in her tent. She could hear it, and she knew her and Abraham were both pretty old, well past childbearing years. And so she laughed silently to herself, and she said, how could a wore-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Well, the next verse, one of the visitors now referred to is, the Lord said, the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, could an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And he goes on to say, I'll return this time next year and she'll have a son. Well, Sarah, in the very next verse, she denied it. She said, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. And so that's the end of that pericope in chapter 18. Next will be the second pericope in chapter 18, starting in verse 16. It's all about the Abraham interceding for Sodom. And so these men who came to visit um, had a discussion between themselves, and they, they decided to tell uh, Abram, Abraham their plan that they were going to go down and check out this city of Sodom because they, they have heard so much about it being so wicked, and they wanted to find out for themselves firsthand. And so that's kind of what's going on. And so two of the men take off, and they go to check out Sodom. One of the men stays back with Abraham, and Abraham ha starts having this conversation, interesting conversation with this, this, this person known as the Lord here now, not just a man. Starting in verse 24, he starts kind of negotiating with him. He says, what if you find 50 righteous people there? Will you destroy the place because of, if there are 50 people? And surely you're not going to do that, are you? And uh, in verse 26, the Lord says, If we find 50 people in Sodom, I'm going to spare the city. And then Abraham doesn't stop there. He goes on and he ratchets us down. He goes to 45 people. If you find 45 people, will you to spare the place? And the Lord says, Oh, sure, I'll spare it for 45. And then uh, Abraham goes down to 40, and then to 30, and then to 20, and eventually down to 10 in verse 32. He says, Suppose you only find 10 righteous people. And, and the Lord replies, if I find ten, I won't destroy it for those ten. And so that ends the uh, chapter 18. Genesis chapter 19 has two main sections, two main pericopes. The first one is the text of the majority of the space. It's about Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed. And that goes from Genesis chapter 19 all the way down to verse 1 through verse 29. And so uh, the two angels who left Abram, Abraham earlier in the previous chapter, they're now in Sodom, and they show up in the city square, and of course everyone's going to notice them there, but Lot sees them, he says, hey, you guys, come on to my house, and the guys, the, the visitors, the two angels, say, no, we'll just sleep out in the square, and he says, 
No, no, don't do that. Come on into my house tonight. And so they, he convinces them they come home with him. They go in the house. And before you know it, we see in verse 4, the men of the city show up at night, uh, show up, and they, they demand that Lot let the visitors, the two men, out so they can, as it says in verse, uh, verse 5, it says, Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So we see their intentions. And uh, Lot um, tries to plead with him a bit. And he says, hey, don't do not do this wicked thing. And oddly enough, Lot offers up his two daughters, his two virgin daughters, it tells us in verse 8. He says, I, let me bring them out to you. And you can do whatever you want to with them. But leave these men alone. So that was his offer. And... Uh, the men of the city weren't, weren't content with that. They said, no, we want the, the two men that came into your house. And so at that point, in verse 10, the two angels basically reach out. They pull a lot back inside the house, and they blind all the men of the city that are out there at the door. Uh, and, that, and then they start telling Lot, hey, you need to get yourself and your family together. We're going to destroy the city. The Lord has heard the outcry against it. And we need to get out right away. It's a big hurry. Uh, so Lot runs out to try to get his daughter's fiancés. And, and the boys think Lot's just joking. And they don't believe him. And they don't come with him. So he has to leave them. The angels say, look, we're out of time. They grab the family, the Lot and his wife and his two girls. And they basically grab them by the hands and they start running out of town. Lot tries to negotiate with them on where, where he wants to go. Um, he gets his way and they want to go to this little village. And that's where he... Um, uh, he, he ends up going. And uh, at that point in verse 24, the Lord rains down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He destroys the entire city and the people and everything, including the vegetation. At that time, we see in verse 26, Lot's wife did what, what she wasn't supposed to do. They told her, don't look back there. And she turns around and looks back and she turns into a pillow of salt. And so that's the, the uh, basically the pericope for the first part of chapter 19. Then we get in the second part of chapter 19, starting in verse 30 through the end of the chapter. And this is a, a, a odd little uh, narrative, to say the least. But after everything happened, it's basically Lot and his two girls living together. Uh, and the girls... The older girl in particular comes up with this plan. She thinks they're never going to be married and have a family and continue their family. So she tells the younger daughter that, hey, let's get our dad drunk. And once he's drunk, it says in verse 32, come, let's get him drunk with wine and then we'll have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family through, uh, through our father. And that's exactly what the older girl does first. She gets her dad drunk. He's so drunk he do not know what he's doing. And next thing you know, uh, he has sex with his own daughter, his older daughter, verse 34, uh, and verse 35. Now it's the younger girl's turn in verse 35. Same thing happens the next night, gets her dad drunk, so drunk he doesn't know anything, and she goes into her dad and lays down. And then um, we, we're told in verse 36, as a result of both Lot's daughters, the result of that, both of them became pregnant, and we see that their their sons are some of the uh, uh, bigger names you'll see in the Old Testament as you're reading through later on. Uh, it says, The older daughter gave birth to a son, and he became the ancestor of the nation of the Moabites. And the younger daughter gave birth to another son, and he became the nation 
known as the Amorites. And so that ends chapter 19 of Genesis. Genesis chapter 20 is all one pericope. It's about Abraham deceives Abimelech. And if you follow along with us and you read the story, you probably remember there's a very similar story that happened back in Genesis chapter 12 to what we're about to read. So you might want to reference that. And, and some Bible scholars think this is maybe the same story retold a little differently. I don't think so. I think it's two different stories. I think Abraham was just doing the same trick twice. But that's just my view. But anyway, in, in chapter 20, we see right away that Abraham, he moves to Gera, uh, another area. And when he was there, he, he introduces his wife, Sarah, and says, she's my sister. And we're not told anything about him flattering her and saying that, you know, she's so beautiful and all this. She's much older now, so maybe that's changed. And two, they're not in, in Egypt this time. They're in a different location. But in, nonetheless, he tells the folks, it's my sister and the local king, Abimelech, uh, he sends for Sarah. He says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take her to my palace. And that's what he does. However, that night, God comes to the king in a dream. And he tells him in verse 3, you're a dead man, for the woman you've taken is already married. Uh, but the king didn't sleep with her. He hadn't done anything yet, so he pleads with the Lord. He says, you know, basically, I was told that she was Abraham's sister. I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't done anything. And God says, I, I realize you haven't done anything wrong. That's why I'm giving you this chance, basically, to make things right. And so, verse 8, Abimelech, the king, gets up early the next day. He goes, he confronts uh, Abraham. He says, in verse 9, what have you done to us? And he confronts him with the whole situation of lying, basically, to him about his wife, or misrepresenting the facts. Uh, and Abraham gives this excuse and says, in verse 11, I, I thought this was a godless place, and you were going to kill me to get her. And he goes on to say she really was my sister because we have, you know, same father, different mothers. Um, anyway, that's the whole story about Abimelech. He returns Sarah back to him, gives him some gifts, gives Sarah some gifts, and apologizes, basically. And, and that ends that story uh, in that pericope, or that whole chapter, actually, in uh, verse 17, where Abimelech is, a, uh, Abraham prays, for, prays to God, and God heals Abimelech, and uh, his wife and his servants, so now they can have kids because uh, God had caused him to be infertile because of what was going on with Sarah. And, and somewhere in the middle of that chapter 2 is an important point, I think, in verse 7, we, we skipped over it. It says, uh, when God's talking to Abimelech, he says, referring to Abraham, he says, he is a prophet. And there'll be another post related to you know the prophet a little later you can read about. But I think that's an important point. So that's the end of uh, Genesis chapter 20. So let's do a review of the sections we just covered. Genesis chapter 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Just to get a quick overview of what we, we read through. And we started off in Genesis chapter 16, and the whole chapter was about the birth of Ishmael. Remember, um, Sarah had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. He, she gave to Abram, before his name was changed, uh, to have a child with. She felt like that she was getting impatient, and that was really going to be her plan. And so, that's what happened. Hagar ends up Hagar ends up having a child, Ishmael, and um, she ends up running away because she's treated poorly by Sarah after after she gets pregnant. And um, basically, the Lord comes to her and says, "Hey, this is going to be the child's name. He's going to be you know have a lot of descendants and all that too." So it's pretty much chapter 16 about Ishmael. 
chapter 17 uh, has got a few more parts to it. Chapter 17 uh, talked about Abram and his name was changed by the Lord. He changed his name and they talked some about the covenant in there. So you can see some of the details of what the covenant is between God and Abraham and his descendants and regarding land and different things in there. Um, and then we also, next we talk about the mark of the covenant, which is a circumcision. Um, and so that's discussed a bit in there as well. And then later in chapter 17, starting in verse 15, Sarah also gets a name change now, spelled a little different, S-A-R-A-H instead of S-A-R-A-I. And we, uh, we, we see where um, um, Abraham laughs because he doesn't believe, you know, he's going to have a son like the Lord is telling him he's going to. Uh, and there again, we talk some more about the covenant in that section of um, the pericope as well. And then the very end of the, the chapter of 18, basically Abraham gets all the fellows and goes out and circumcises everybody. Um, and that's how that chapter 17 ends. Then we go to chapter chapter 18, and we've got a couple of uh, points in here. The first one is uh, a son is promised to Sarah, and the second one is Abraham intercedes from Sodom, for Sodom the city. So initially, um, you know, this is where um, this is where the three men show up out of kind of nowhere, and uh, Sarah puts, I mean Abraham puts on a big feast for them, and they tell him that uh, you know what they they decide to tell them their plan about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, what they're going to do. Um, and the men basically go down. Two of the men go down there, and the other one stays behind. And the Lord tells um, Abraham that, you know, this time next year you're going to have a son. And uh, that's where Sarah laughs, and she denies laughing when she gets, gets confronted with it. And so that's the first part of it, chapter 18. And then the balance of 18 is about uh, Abraham and interceding for Sodom. And that's that long conversation where Abraham's negotiating with the Lord about, hey, if you find 50 people, 45, 40, 30, 20, 10 people, will you destroy the area? And the Lord says, no, if I find that many, I won't do that. And that's the, pretty much the end of chapter 18. Then we get down to chapter 19. And that's where we get the details on Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed. And that's really the whole chapter. That's where the, the two angels show up in town and... They get accosted by all the men of the town, wanting to have sex with them, and um, and then they they Lot basically brings them home, and they they rush out of the city. The angels rush the Lot's family out of the city, which is his wife and himself, Lot, and the the two girls, his two daughters, and so they go out and they run to this village to to be safe because shortly after that, the Lord starts raining down uh, fire and brimstone and on the city, and Lot's wife turns around and she turns to a pillow of salt as a result and that's pretty much the bigger part of that chapter 19 and the last part of it is starting in verse 30 it's the whole uh, thing about Lot's two daughters coming up with this scheme to have sex with their dad so they can have children and sure enough they do and so that's kind of an odd little story and then that ends chapter 19 we get to chapter 20 and that's that story we just covered about Abraham deceiving the king Abimelech and it's very similar to Genesis chapter 12, but there again, I think it's a it's a separate story. It's got too many distinct uh, elements to it. I think Abraham just was pulling his tricks again, and we'll see his sons have the tendency to do the same later on in Genesis. But basically, he uh, 
he tells pit folks that Sarah is his sister. The king takes her, doesn't do anything to her because God comes to him in a dream. The king returns her and gives her a bunch of gifts and confronts Abraham about the whole deal. And Abraham fesses up why he did that. And that's pretty much the end of chapter 20.